This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to the Monday, March 13th edition of Buyers and Company. We are back in the uh, saddle today after a, uh, a couple of days off. We'll uh, get to best laid plans here in just a couple of minutes. A lot to tell you about uh, over the uh, last four days. Uh, we'll get into a little later in the program the season finale of The Last of Us. Uh, we've got uh, the mayor of Kingstown wrapping up. I didn't watch any of the Academy Awards. Did watch a lot of the Players' Championship. Uh, super impressed by, is her name Betty? It was Scotty Scheffler's grandmother, uh, 88 years old, walked the entire course uh, with a walker, uh, like every single hole. Uh, and Scotty uh, ran away with everything. Uh, th- there's that 17th Island hole there at Sawgrass that everybody just, you get, it's the one sporting event all year long where when you're watching, you get nervous. Your pucker factor is there. That's when he knew he won the tournament. When he yeah, I, the I had no idea what's going on in here. The headphones were plugged into like six, which isn't the headphones for this microphone. Everything's off. Don't know what the hell you guys were doing last week or what was going on Friday night, uh, but strange. I don't know how the host Friday night was even doing the show. Yeah, everything's... Uh, With the headphones plugged into the wrong jack. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I bring my own headphones. You no, know, I know you do. And clearly Friday morning when you left, they were confused about where to plug in uh, Friday night. It happens. Anyway, it was great to see that woman just moving along on a golf course uh, with her walker, walking every single hole with Scotty Scheffler uh, on Saturday and Sunday. When Scheffler was teeing off on that hole. Oh, it was nervous. He, oh. he, he could have blown the whole tournament when, if he missed it. He had five shots. Well, I know, but still. If you yeah. put it in the water, anything can it's happen. because Paul Azinger made this by his broadcast skills or lack of. It's all he talks about True. is the pressure. And, you know, he gets you so you nervous. But, yes, you can sit there and feel it. I, I've hit, I, I have hit a golf shot into one island green in my life, and that was on the big island of Kauai years and years ago with nobody watching. And it's nervous. How'd you do? I, I hit the green, but I mean, it's surrounded by ocean. You, you know, it is, it, this is a, you know, a pond, but it is the weirdest feeling and sensation. And you can gather it when you're, you're there watching on TV, you feel it. I mean, you know, number 17. So if you blow 17, 18 is even harder. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I got to tell you about last week. Um, I have zero to report on. As far as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. That's disappointing. Uh, Well, look at it from our vantage point. Lindsay has had bronchitis for like two weeks. And I got to tell you, like, I got to think Dr. Fletcher. I got to think Dill Coley. uh, There's a lot of people. It went from doctor's appointment, which the doctor like, like, and I'm like, I want to note. I mean, literally at this point, I'm saying I want to note. No longer contagious, but still has all the coughing stuff. Uh, Gave her an inhaler and other things. Okay, that was like Tuesday or Wednesday as we were getting ready to head to the Thursday night concert. Then uh, uh, Wednesday night, she like strains a rib from coughing. Now, I'm worried that the rib may be cracked. It hurts that bad. There's that much pain involved. I mean, it could be... And, and I'm looking this up and thinking, this can't be. And evidently, it's like the third leading cause of, like, broken ribs. Oh, yeah. Coughing. I think that's wide known, yeah. Well, I, I didn't realize. I mean, I mean, you know, you could feel strained or hurt. So an emergency room visit later, x-rays later, 
another prescription called in uh, with Dr. Fletcher. Dale's telling us, hey, we want me to stay open late. Like, no, we'll get it in the morning. Everything's great. So, and at this point, I'm saying, you know, it's not worth going. You're in so much pain. Uh, we'll just not, you know, it's no big deal. It's just not meant to be, you know, we'll, we'll, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, I can't even imagine you're sitting, standing, you know, I mean, at a concert, it's going to be crazy. And she's like, absolutely not. You know, I, I bought you this thing for Christmas. We're going to this. Absolutely not. So uh, Thursday morning, we get up, we go to Dale's South Lake Pharmacy, pick up the latest prescription and going to hit the road and we get on the road and we get to the, the other side of Indianapolis, right? Three and a half hours later and Ticketmaster sends a flash that Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band have canceled the concert. Damn. It wasn't meant what? to be. What? <laughs> I swear to God. So now I, I'm, I, you know, you get through Indianapolis and they've got some of those weird winding curve interstate things, you know, with a lot of traffic, you know, in the middle of a, a Thursday uh, mid afternoon. And it's like, all right, so why would we continue to go forward? There's no concert tonight in Columbus. So we're going to spend any night in Columbus, Ohio, for no real reason. We could go to the Hall of Fame. Ticketmaster says they're going to like, you know, they'll reschedule the concert, but we don't know when that might be. So we just make the decision to turn around and come back home where she can rest comfortably instead of having to be, you know, in a hotel or, or moving around to something that we can't see. So we spent basically eight hours in the car on Thursday for no reason at all. Got home at five o'clock and then we just figured like, well, everybody thinks we're out of town. We'll just, I guess, act like we're out of town and just lay low for the next four days. She was probably relieved of that. She does I, just what she needed. I know. I felt so bad. That's well, terrible. Th- that. The fact that Springsteen canceled, meaning that you're going to still get the shot to do the maybe, thing. Maybe. I mean, that, they, that's they even in the cards. three shows. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't Due to know. illness themselves, I just read. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had bronchitis. <laughs> well, no, there, there was COVID, you know, still going around. Uh, they, they had some players out of some shows, you, you know, like, but you can. And so it makes you wonder if it was Springsteen himself, because, you know, you can put a guitarist in here or a piano right. player in there. You really can't have Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band without Bruce Springsteen. So I don't know the details, but they canceled, I, I think, at least three more. Right. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I, I, yeah, about three or four. It looks like. Um but you have a shot at seeing it again or getting the money back. Yeah, so. Well, the money back it was not my money, so that's fine. Uh, I told her either we get to go see him again or Peter Gabriel is going to be touring uh, the USA uh, this year. And that's the one uh, on my list that I've never been able to see. So maybe we'll uh, exchange it for that. And then there's also the chance just looking at the dates that, that the if they reschedule, it'll be right during our time at the Masters. Oh, that'd be a bummer. Well, no, she could just take Zane, I guess. It, it was just sort of like born under the wrong star, you know, best laid plans. It was like some higher power telling us, do not go to Columbus, Ohio, because your hotel's going to burn down. Did that hotel burn down? No, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think so. Well, you know, can you imagine the confusion that a promoter has when that happens? Yeah. How many thousands of people come oh, to that concert? You know, that, that, you know we were, I, I decided to, 
you know, make a U-turn, you know, turn around, go back towards Indianapolis and drive back home. And she was calling hotels to. Oh, you already gotten around in Indianapolis? Oh, we were on. Yeah, we were on the, so the east side of Indianapolis. Had oh, to go my. back all through that again. And the, the lady, wherever she was in the Philippines or whatever, you know, with Marriott was like so cool because she's like, here's what you can do. Because we were just hours ahead. Uh, we had like 200 miles left to get to Columbus. And, you know, trying to, to cancel the hotel. She said, well, we can't cancel without charging. But what you can do is we can just reschedule the date uh, for like a month from now. And then when you know if there is a rescheduled date, then you can just go online and reschedule it again. So we didn't, upside, we didn't lose the hotel. So you were going to stop in Cleveland? No, we were going to go to Columbus, go to the concert, and then go to Cleveland the next day to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because it's about two hours away from Columbus. That's going to be a good trip. But, yeah, but you don't want to do that twice. No. No, I mean, if you're, you're going to go back for a rescheduled, I would. Although, if I got that far and you didn't know about a rescheduled, then I may have gone to the rock and roll. But no, do it the way you're going to do it. Well, I hope it I, doesn't I, come up during the Masters. Her, well, if it does, then I'm going to the Masters and, and somebody else is, you know, getting my ticket to see Bruce Springsteen. Uh, but it was just one of those like comedy of airs. I mean, it was just over and over and over. You're like, I can't believe it. She, she's I mean, literally got a notification from Ticketmaster. And I'm glad she was, like, paying attention to her phone. I got all the way to the gates of a concert once that got the the plug pulled yeah all the way to it ready to go first and uh, go home <laughs> just like what yes. but it was just like after all this stuff you know the emergency room yeah. the night before the, the you know all and, and it was like I, I kept saying you know we don't need to go we don't need to go she's like no 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 we're going and i'm like okay uh, and then we get there and that's the deal so sometimes i wonder if you're not better off buying your tickets two weeks out as opposed to Six months out. We had to do the same thing with Steely Dan. We got two tickets, Sue and I did, from Michael and Kristen for Christmas. Go see Steely Dan at Tinley Park in June. Something came up and we couldn't go. You would think if you plan that far out, shouldn't be any problems. But sometimes it doesn't work even then. Well, yeah, if the artist pulls out, there's really nothing you can do. Or sickness. Yeah. You know, I mean, although she wouldn't have known two weeks out. It's, I don't know. Darned if you do and darned if you don't. Well, that was one of those things. Uh, so we ended up coming back, and it, it's it's okay. I, I'm glad for her, you know, because she needed the rest. And I I can't even imagine, you know, how uncomfortable it is. You know, there wasn't a crack, and it wasn't broken, but there was, like, a strain, like, in the worst place. Yeah. So every time she coughed, you know, it was, like, incredible pain. Uh, and so maybe, maybe best case scenario, we get to go back when she's whole, like, and healthy and able to enjoy the show uh, to the full degree. And we'll see what happens. They're playing, they've got the U.S. stint and then a Europe stint and then another U.S. stint. So maybe it will be rescheduled in the fall. Uh, if it does happen this spring, it looks like that first week of April because they're back in like Milwaukee or something. I mean, they're in or Pennsylvania. They're in that area again, which would make sense for them to go back and try to make up some of those dates. Well, the cash is worth it for them on this particular tour. Well, they don't so. let the fans yeah. down, right? I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, that's like yeah. an 18,000 you know, mm-hmm. person arena. Uh, a lot of people with tickets mm-hmm. you, you know, that are, are, are unhappy, hoping everyone's okay, but you know, want to see the show. Right, exactly right. Because this is more than likely, I mean, his age, the band's age, the this last chance. Yeah, it could be a lot and, of people's last chance. And I was reading online, um, uh, maybe it wasn't Milwaukee, maybe he just played Milwaukee right before 
he was supposed to play Ohio, there were kind of references to sort of like, you know, this maybe being the final run. Well, it was a good thing you did all the Bruce Springsteen on Friday instead of today. Uh, <laughs> I would love nothing more than to have stories for you uh, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, about Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Uh, but I got zilch. Uh, I, I got uh, coming back, hiding out. And, uh, you know, one thing I did is, is I sort of put my phone away for the four days. I mean, I didn't, it wasn't like a religious experience. I checked it occasionally. But I just said, you know what? Everybody thinks we're out of town. We're just going to do the out of town thing and lay low. I almost texted you to ask you how it went. But then I just thought, I'll wait till Monday. I'm glad I didn't, though. <laughs> yeah, I never ask him how anything goes because we usually do it on the air. Yeah. But I, but I, that's, I'm learning. I was thinking about it. Yeah, uh, I did get a couple of those, and I, I just ignored them. Um, you know, because I didn't feel like going in and explaining all of it is just too much to explain. I'm sorry. Best laid plans. That's too bad. Yeah, you know, it's life. That's life. There's a song called "That's Life." Um, there is by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, so it must happen to a lot of other people. I'm sure that it, it will probably happen to about 17,999 other people uh, in Columbus, Ohio uh, on Thursday. Did you sit home and watch all the Academy Award nominated Best Picture nope. uh, movies? Didn't I, I didn't pay. I, I paid zero attention to the Oscars. Didn't watch. Didn't look at anything. Didn't I don't even know who the winners are. I got I, us covered. I watched the whole thing. Really? Yep. With the season finale of The Last of Us? I got catching up to do so. Yeah. No. Came back from I, the I football all, game and watched the Oscars. Literally all mayor of Kingstown, uh, uh, The Last of Us. There's too much on a Sunday night, like right now, entertainment-wise, that's not even close to being as boring as the Oscars. I love the one line Jimmy Kimmel made last night. He was okay as a host. I mean, he's, he's, like, he's flawless. I mean, he never makes a mistake. But he's not all that funny. But he did have one line that cracked me up, and that was, tonight's going to go on without a hitch because there's no hitch. <laughs> You'd have to remember yeah. hitch. Yeah, yeah, I did, though. No, I, I know. That's a stretch, though. That wasn't a, a great Will Smith movie. Uh, well, he, he, he came up some lines, and I, I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. So the, some of them are you pretty You guys both obscure. watched the Academy Awards? Of course. I, you knew I was going I, well, to. Well, no, I didn't know. I know yeah. you, you have yeah, in the I past. I watch it every year. He yeah. called the winner on uh, Thursday's show. Wasn't that pretty much what everybody yeah, thought was going to be the winner? Uh, yeah. They, I mean, not to not give you credit, but wasn't oh, yeah, that what everybody was saying? Oh, yeah. They cleaned it up, and Brendan Fraser cleaned it up, uh, won the, the, the award. The I mean, Daniel they, Day-Lewis Award? Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was pretty awesome. Every, everything, everywhere, all at once. Phenomenal film. Is it? Have you seen it? Yeah. Because I, I, have, I have heard that it's not. I, I mean, I've read that they're not, I, I, it's just some opinion pieces that, that it's not, that, that there's some... Not quite sure why everybody's so in love with this film. It, it's like so it became the it thing mm -hmm. for everybody to jump on the bandwagon and that it really isn't that great a movie. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Very quirky. Yeah. And I think that it's not uh, a, it's one of these movies like being John Malkovich or something that's, you look at it and it's odd, but but when it all the pieces are together, it's really smart. See, and, it, it might be, mm -hmm. it, it, but to me, in, in all honesty, I I, I, I believe this one thousand percent. There was not a better movie than Top Gun Maverick last year. So you know, but that's never going to win Best Picture because it's too what. 
Timmy Nick said it's it's too predictable. It's just okay. It's, I I think it's great. I think I give it an A plus for what it was trying to do. Popcorn down the middle, good feeling, good action, good cinematography, good everything. Mm-hmm. But, but, so, but it wasn't. It was very shallow. It's very. A, well, it's so, a one note. It's, okay, but, yeah. but but if it's a one note done really well, mm-hmm. versus a quirky thing that that does everything well. Yeah, okay, I, I I guess I haven't seen the one, so I can't compare them back to. But I just think there's a certain snobbiness about the Oscars that says, oh, despite a billion people seeing this and absolutely loving it and it being really well done, we're never going to actually really consider this for an Academy Award. We're just going to give it a nod by nominating it, and we're never going to give it to them. Time Cruz must have known he wasn't going to win anything because he didn't even show up. I think he was filming. Uh, but to, Cam, what about Cameron? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know why he's there. Jim, Jim he Cameron. He wasn't there. Um, but they, the Top Gun was nominated in several categories. They had montages. The music was laced mm-hmm. throughout. I mean, they no, gave I, it its full props. Except the props of actually of, considering of number, it. They won something. I don't remember what it won. It didn't win the best overall yeah. film, though. They they gave Tom Cruise the credit for bringing everybody back to the theaters. So there's that, too. But mm-hmm. he never won. No, but, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, you'll save Hollywood, but we're not giving you an Oscar because it's too predictable. <laughs> they did okay. Like Gone time. with the Wind wasn't predictable. <laughs> I, or, or, you know, I, I mean, it, it's silly. They did okay. But, I mean, did they win... Uh, like the, the silly stuff, not as silly if you're in that category, but I mean the stuff. The that, mid-level stuff. Yeah. They they won. They they took home Oscar. It's all good, man. It was they they had a good showing. I fell asleep. Did, <laughs> did the um, did the Banshees of Inisherin win anything? I don't remember them winning anything. Yeah. See, now I thought that was a, a really uh, good okay, movie. There you go. It, that's on HBO, I believe. Max, HBO right. Max. You can get that streaming with Colin. Farrell uh, and Brenda Gleason. Yeah. And, and that's a small, I mean, I get why things like that get nominated. They're not going to be huge box office numbers. They're not going to do like, you know, and, and I think it's great that they get nominated. And it was a, a, a really entertaining movie. It was different. But but you talk about predictable. I mean, it was really, I mean, that was just like a small little, you know, thing shot in Ireland that wasn't, you know. I don't know. I mean, Top Gun Maverick, and and I'm not arguing this every year about every big blockbuster film, but there's still such a snobbery in Hollywood about these kind of movies, even though they're the only thing keeping cinemas open. And they brought Val Kimmer, uh, Val Kilmer, Kilmer back in his toughest times yeah. and really did a really cool thing I, there. everything about it was done well it's like the avengers movies but they're never going to get the the props that they deserve because they're too whatever yeah and the thing about that movie it wasn't computer graphics no and val kilmer's face was it was yeah oh it's <laughs> funny you mentioned that yeah <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of that, but the, and there the, were a lot of no. But the flying yeah. stuff was pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean oh, what, yeah. what no they question. actually did. I, I mean, you know, you tell me that's any harder than what anybody did in everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, or any less difficult. I, I mean, you, you know, as far as what goes into the craftsmanship of oh, making something. No, that's why they they were both up against the, each yeah. other in that in yeah. that technical field. I, and and Wakanda Forever was well represented. I mean, they're they've cracked through the snobbery. Is that for? Not for Best Picture, but it it did well. It won a lot. Yeah, production and all kinds of stuff. Customs. Avatar was there. I mean, they're breaking through. Okay. Well, J- James Cameron's been there several times, uh, and, and one with Titanic, right? Yep. 
Titanic. He's had three films over two billion gross at the box office. He didn't show up a lot of money or time on those yeah, films. Jimmy right? Kimmel said he's made three films in the last twenty years. He said Jimmy Kimmel said this is slightly funny. It's a throwaway. He said that yeah, he made three films uh, grossing two billion dollars at the box office, or knowing Jim Cameron's marriage record brought him home one billion dollars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And you wonder, like, you know, his three films, you know, is probably less than Tom Cruise's 12 films he did in that same time period. Yeah, probably right. Jimmy Kimmel also said that he and Tom Cruise are responsible for giving all the credit for bringing people back to the movie theaters, but they don't show up for the Academy Awards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. And don't worry about losing an hour of sleep. We've got it okay to add that hour right into this broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he was pretty funny. Yeah, he's clown. He did a good job. All right. Yeah. See, I got all I need right there. What That's about good. Elvis? I didn't, I don't remember it winning anything. Uh, it was up for Best Picture. It was, yeah. but it didn't do, it didn't win anything. It, it was too uneven, that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, unlike, I would say, the Banshees or, you know, even Maverick. There was a great performance by the actor playing Elvis and everything else was kind of a mess. I I mean, it was great. Like, you know, Baz Luhrmann did like, I mean, Mm -hmm. like the the cinematography was fantastic in that film. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But it was a little all over the place and everybody hated Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, the Mm -hmm. funny thing about Tom Hanks, first time I saw Elvis, I thought I didn't think it was very good with Tom Hanks. Then I read more about Colonel Tom Parker. And I saw it a second time, and I really appreciated Tom Hanks's role. And he really did a good job. It's just that Colonel Tom Parker was not a good guy. Uh, no. I mean, he was, he was a con man. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that, though, right? Not to the level that I did after I saw a special one. Yeah. <laughs> he was really a bad guy. No, I, I mean, you know, I think he was the very definition of guy discovers talent, brings talent to the forefront, talent becomes a star, guys makes as much money as he can off somebody. I think that's been told over and over and over again. I'm just used to seeing Tom Hanks in the lead role, always usually a good guy. And here he's in a secondary role in a real bad guy. And it caught me by surprise. But when I watched it the second time, I I really liked the, I liked Elvis better the second time than I did the first time. Oh, that happens. That happens. Uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed the uh, the Oscars, uh, the 95th uh, Academy Awards uh, ceremony, uh, which was held this weekend. Uh, did now? Please tell me you you got a chance to see Luther. We're watching it tonight. Oh my God! I was in St. Louis. I went to a football game. All right, what football game? The Battlehawks home opener, the XFL. They had 38,000 in attendance. That's a big crowd. It's crazy. Uh, and how was it? it was electric. The Battlehawks? Yeah, that's the name of their team. That's a bad name, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, I think so. The St. Louis Battlehawks? Yep. But they've got a big following. What's it stand for? I mean, I'm trying to, I mean, is there anything to that name? Sounds like an Indian name to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody would be going anywhere near that in 2023, would they? No. It, it, Let's start a new team and create a controversy right off the bat. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I I don't remember its origins, but they've got a pretty good buy-in. They're still holding on to hating Stan Kroenke, though. I mean, their chance. Heck yes. Yeah, well, they, too. they need to get over it. He, they they don't they can't support a football team, a, a NFL team. Why is that? You know, people don't show up. Oh, they do if they win. Okay, hang on. Back up and make those two things you just said make sense. Mm -hmm. 38,000 people were there to watch an XFL game. NFL games almost double that. 
well, okay. I mean, they they went above and beyond to get half of an NFL game. Is my point. That's yeah. not NFL numbers. I'm I'm not a hater. I I went to a lot of Rams games. I enjoy it. They're just you not had a to football go to a town. A lot of Rams games that were a capacity, right? When they were winning, when the Kurt Warner was there, mm-hmm. Tory Holt was there, you couldn't get anybody any more people in that stadium. What's that place called now? The uh, city, the Dome at America's at Center. At America's Center, yeah. Okay. And it looks like it is a mall from the nineties. The it, stadium itself, it oh, looks like that even when it, it was did. new. Oh, it yeah. is a mall. Was from the Edward James the Dome was Edward originally? Jones Dome, or yeah. Edward Jones? Yeah. Oh, it's bad. It's, um, it's as bad as it gets. Okay, so that was announced back in 2018 that they would be one of the eight cities yep. that would join the XFL, right? Yep. Seattle, Houston, Los Angeles, New York, D.C., Tampa, and Dallas. Why is it Chicago never buys in on this stuff? Uh, the venues. So so the they targeted smaller places that didn't have football at the time that had places to play. Okay. So, you know, Edward Jones Dome not being... So, sitting there empty. The, the Alamo Dome in Texas, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, or have good agreements, like in Seattle, they're playing on the field that the Seahawks play on. All right, how how good is the football good. itself? Uh, it's it's a fun product. The quality of is probably... I would call it a C in terms of just pure quality, but the excitement is probably a, a B plus. A. Okay. You went to the soccer stadium yeah. too. That was a capacity. Yeah. Go to Cardinal games. They they draw over three million or close yeah. to three million. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Louis support a, a a football team. If uh, they threw that dome up in a hurry mm-hmm. for the Rams, they need to build a better stadium for football. You you think it okay? Well, so people didn't go because of the stadium. That was why Cronky left. He wanted a bigger, better stadium. No, I I know why the owner did what he did, but I mean the people they gave up on the, the yeah, Rams. They Full had. fledged gave up. Well, and the, the Rams ownership for, gave up on the Rams. They didn't put a team out there. They were terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, and when you don't have the tens of millions of people to turn your thirty-eight into fifty-one, you know that's I mean that it's just math. Yeah, but there's also smaller places, though. I mean, St. Louis isn't, you know, I mean, any smaller than some of the other NFL. uh, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, those kind of uh, same sort of smaller big cities that that host and and do well. I I think St. Louis, I mean, the the Rams were there forever, right? Yeah, and they filled the place. It had to do with ownership. They weren't there that long. How long were they? Ten years? Because they were the Cardinals. Yeah, they were no, the Cardinals. No, I meant the Cardinals. I mean, there the was Cardinals a- went to Phoenix because St. Right. Louis stopped, and then they brought the Rams in, and they left because, I mean, it's just not a football town. When the it's woman a- owned I, it. I, whoa, whoa, when the woman. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you guys had your two days, but I'm in charge here. <laughs> <That's> uh, <true>. <laughs> <laughs> to say that St. Louis, like to say a town mm-hmm. won't support an NFL team seems like a stretch that, that – Meaning that there's been long periods of my life where there's been an NFL team in St. Louis. Uh, the Colts left Baltimore saying they won't support, this town won't support an NFL team. Now the Ravens do very well. Mm-hmm. I, how do you determine a town, meaning like that, that like an entire population won't support an NFL team based on bad decisions by ownership to put crap on the field? Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, we've seen it twice. Uh, also, the facilities, the way that they that they tend to build facilities in St. Louis are safe and uh, down the middle. And, and that's not a knock. It's good. You know, if but if you were to go to comparable high end stadiums, even baseball stadiums, Bush Stadium's really 
really nice, but it's a fairway shot, not going for the green. You, there are baseball stadiums that have that 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 have way more amenities that are built way differently. You look at the hockey arena. You look at what they did with the Edward Jones Dome. Even yeah. the brand new soccer stadium, it is no bells and whistles, and that's what an NFL experience has come has okay. become. I, I would suggest to you, you're probably right about the future, but if you go to Cincinnati or you go to uh, – there, those aren't great places, and, and they got, you, you know, uh, all day Joe and the whole thing going there where everybody's rocking that place. Wrigley Field's a terrible place. But it, but that one is an asterisk because, asterisk because that people go for that. They're like – I mean, that is the draw kind of. Green Bay – in Green Same Bay, thing. Okay. the only I, well, thing. I, so in I'm town. pointing out there's a lot of asterisks on this list that make it in small towns where there's not a lot of amenities. I the, mean, the small towns Buffalo, in either got their new stadium or in the works of a new stadium. I mean, it would take a brand new stadium okay. and a better experience. All right. I, I don't know why. I, I think Green Bay's had a lot of success. I think Cincinnati had a long time without any. Now they've got a lot of excitement. Same thing with Buffalo. They had their four Super Bowl runs and then nothing. And now there's a lot of excitement. I think it matters a whole lot more about getting a quarterback that can actually play than it does necessarily the amenities of a stadium. It can. Yeah, Yeah. that can help. It won't hurt. And St. Louis, I would argue, uses fiscal responsibility when they build things. Um, And they may not get the, the tax support that some of these well, other what's going to happen gets. here with the bears i oh, mean in chicago yeah I, psls I'm, well i it, that's what's going to happen uh, well, right. i bought a psl in st louis i know but will you with the bears i you know to me they got to show you they can do something I, I mean they had one magical run see but that's the difference chicago I mean, is such a huge city that well, can you get 45,000 people to buy psl yeah maybe yeah, they did in Atlanta. They're uh, terrible. We'll, we'll see. I, you know, I think Atlanta seems a little more. I mean, Illinois just feels like the government will figure out a way to like bail them out and do whatever with tax dollars. Uh, you know, you had Brian's, you know, song. You know, you had the movie with Gail Sayers and and you know Jimmy Kahn as Brian Piccolo, and then you had the '85 Bears. That was it. That's pretty much mostly it. Yeah, you had the Bidwells in St. Louis who were cheap, 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 and they they went to Phoenix. Because they were romanced by a bigger city that threw money at them. You can't blame St. Louis for for Bidwell selling out. Uh, Green Bay is the smallest market NFL team yep. in all of the NFL. Mm-hmm. They only have 456,000 people in their entire market. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not just Green Bay. That's like the proper you know entire area around Green Bay. Uh, that, there's only 104,000 people in Green Bay, Wisconsin. There's a perfect example of a great... Community in a great city supporting well, a but, big time team. But, but think about this, Lambeau Field, right? Mm-hmm. If if you just took people who actually lived in the greater Green Bay Green Bay area, they they literally, if every man, woman, and child went to a game, that would be seventy seven point nine percent of their seating. That's pretty miraculous when you think about it, right? Now yeah. they've had some success. I mean, clearly early. You know, on the first two. Yeah, yeah, right. And then during Brett Favre and, you know, then during Aaron Rodgers, they've had, you know, runs and playoff runs and, and Super Bowl wins and all of that. Uh, but you think about a town so small that if every single resident, every resident, man, woman, and child went to the game, it would be 77% of the stadium. That's insane that it works that way. It's such a neat franchise that people like 
Gary Birschbach and drives you, you there get for to go when it's like 45 degrees below zero and yeah. carve yeah. through, you know, six feet of snow to get there. Now, they redid that stadium, but it's nothing glamorous, say, like Dallas yeah. or Atlanta. All right. Anyway. Um, when we get back on the other side of the break, we'll uh, find out. Uh, I, I don't want. I won't give anything away about Luther. It's number one on Netflix, by the way. Just uh, thumbs up or thumbs down for me. Ah, uh, thumbs up. Okay, thank God. Uh, the ending. Eh, I mean, but but overall, the experience translating from the series to a movie link thing. I had to go back. Here, here's what I would suggest you do. Go back and watch the final episode of season five before you watch, because that, that there was only five seasons of Luther. Idris Elba's, uh, to me, the best thing he, he's ever done by far. But it started in 2010, and it took, I mean, like, literally, it was like 10, 12 years to get five seasons, right? And right. so you don't recall them the way you do something else that's more regular. Mm -hmm. And I had really forgotten the way season five ended. So if you haven't watched that recently... Yeah, and, and if you haven't watched any of it, the seasons are so small that you could maybe spend about a week and oh, get through them. And absolutely. Then... But I did go back and watch the finale of season five because it, it the movie picks up right oh, from there. cool. Okay. Right? Good. And if you've forgotten... Nice. Okay, I'm happy. If yeah. you would have told me thumbs down, I would have no, been no, 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 so no. upset. Well, I... I no, I, it, it's... There are some pieces where you sure. kind of go yeah but it, it's it's he's back at it and good at it and there's new characters and old characters and uh it's good all right thank you for did that. you ever watch luther you never watched an episode did you not yet <clears throat> but we will well you only had since 2010 i know same with the wire I yeah but he's in the wire too yeah no doubt <laughs> My favorite part, maybe Stringer like, Bell. I mean, it was just I, then you found out that he was from Britain. I mean, like right, mind. like you, because he was so Baltimore American that you couldn't believe it when you first heard him speak. Because that was his first big breakout thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Man, I, I love how to do have you, things in the queue like you, that. You, but you could die without ever seeing The Wire or Luther. I mean, I don't know how you find that acceptable. That's why I listen to your show. I mean, <clears throat> this what is what are you waiting for? They're not going to make provide, anything so better. Don't. Don't give you, me you aren't going to get anything better. I promise you. Probably not. <clears throat> I mean, nothing they make in the next 25 years will be better than The Wire or Luther. All right, I'll I'll divert myself from Fox Nation to watch oh, Luther. Oh, my God. You, you, I, I, I will just accept that as a thank you for your mental health. <laughs> I, I saw the whole story of, of Will Smith on Fox Nation. <clears throat> I don't even know what that means. They did. Who is Will Smith? And so you got. We don't know. I mean, what don't you know? Oh, I didn't know that Will Smith's mother got slapped around by his father, and he did nothing to defend her, and he felt guilty for all those years. You could have read that in an interview a year oh, ago at the, around the Academy Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris Rock got the wrath of that. Okay. <laughs> you could have learned that. <laughs> Did you know that? Yes, I do that. <clears throat> well, I'm surprised you hadn't talked about it. I, I really don't. We don't spend a lot of time talking about the psychology of Will Smith. I mean, it's been a year. Well, I was coming up to I've the Oscars, let it go. So I, that's I know everybody I wants intrigued. to do the reunion thing, but it's I, I don't care. Uh, all well, right. Plus, you know, they got the special out there yeah. of uh, Chris Rock. So it all was timing. 
by the way, Andy Circus uh, is that is his name pronounced? Andy Circus. Yeah, the, the, the most evil, vile villain in the history of evil, vile villains. He's such a good actor. I I love Andy Circus. He's a weird. Uh, you know, he came to fame not by being actually on screen as mm-hmm. himself. That's right. Uh, playing Golem and and other characters yep. uh, uh, in the uh, you know with the like Lord of the Rings yeah. and then. The, Star Wars and all kinds of motion cap. Got some weird hair. That dude's got some hair now. Planet of the Apes. Uh, yes, absolutely. And he plays the villain in the the Luther movie. Do you even know what Luther is? Uh, the devil. No, I no, I don't know who Luther okay. is. <laughs> Do you know who Idris Elba is? No. Okay. You um, watch season one of The Wire. Yes. Stringer Bell. The, oh, the- Stringer. Yep. Well, that's all you had to say. The guy that's taking He's law cool. classes or whatever. He's a cool dude. He's over at the community college. Yeah, community getting a degree in business. Uh, business, that's right. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, he's a smart villain. Yeah, so he, he, this is the guy that uh, he plays a detective. DCI. DCI, Luther, over in uh, in the UK. Do you really think with all the gangs that are out there that sell drugs? That stands for Detective Chief Inspector, by the right. way. <laughs> if you're keeping track. What's that? Do you, do you really think in the... In the economics of drug dealing, there's a top guy like that somewhere that's that smart. Certainly. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Okay. Yep. And sometimes I learned a lot by it, watching The Wire of how sadly sometimes work. it goes the other way where business people go, "Hey, here's a market where there's opportunity," and bring all no, those no, skills no, no, right look, to look, it. That's exactly. Oh, right. actually, the, the show you just watched. Yeah. No. Like Bunny's using a drone uh, in the mayor of Kingstown last night. Now it's like doing the drops. Oh or? yeah, uh, in the prisons, drive <laughs> them over the yards yeah. and drop drugs oh, into the prison via yep. drones. Wow, well, I imagine the cartels are p- pretty similar to what you're talking about. It's oh yes, but also on the other flip side of that, genius and violence that you just wouldn't even be able to comprehend. That Luther is it, it's pretty dark. Keeping with the consistency yeah. of what Neil Cross, the uh, creator of, they're going to change does. me. If I, I keep watching all these dark shows. Oh come on! It's a, it's a, it's. Well, you don't think Elvis was a dark show? Pretty was, yeah, pretty much. It's actually pretty depressing. Yeah, the whole well, thing through. If you I really mean, stop let, and let, look at go. it, let's go. Oh, you're going to be on top of the world and dead at 42. What's not dark yeah. about that? Well, that was a true story about somebody. Yeah, dark. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't, but Elvis. Had his bright side. I mean, his yeah, music. For a few years. Yeah, the way they told that story, though, it was definitely a dark movie. That whole family's yeah. dark. I mean, look at, you know, Lisa Marie, and now this custody thing, and everybody fighting over the, I mean, I mean, still, right? Yeah. Over the mansion? Well, the kids. The grandkid. The whole nine yards. She won't let Priscilla into the mansion. Who? Elvis's granddaughter. Well, yeah, but I mean, but she she got it in the will. Yeah, but the, the but then the ex is fighting over the the state for the custody of I the whole thing. I mean, that's been as dark as you can get forever with Colonel Tom Parker. Well, that's that's family dynamics, but dark the way I look at it is murder and and uh, dishonesty. I mean, I mean, it was interesting. You know, you don't want to be naive to the way the world works. But I can only take so much. I'm going back to my bubble. All right. Well, 
<laughs> your echo chamber is there waiting. Uh, all right, let's do this. We do have to get a break eventually uh, here on a Monday morning. When we get back, we'll preview tonight's uh, Soy City Buzz. A little bit later today, Mayor Julie Moore-Wolf will uh, be with us. we got a lot to get to here on a Monday. We'll be back with more right after this. For a car, home, or special project, maybe even a boat or RV, you got it. Apply for a loan through Staley Credit Union's free mobile app. You can even have the funds deposited right into your account in some cases. Electronically sign your documents at home for secure, effortless banking. At Staley Credit Union, you got it. Learn more at StaleyCU.com. This institution is not federally insured by member choice. Proudly insured by American Share Insurance. Improving academic achievement and school safety must be our top priorities for Decatur Public Schools. I'm Bill Clevenger, candidate for Decatur School Board, and I believe in public education. We all have an investment in the success of our children attending our public schools. Decatur has been home for me and my family for more than 35 years. Our four boys graduated from MacArthur High School and have since enjoyed productive careers. Vote for me for strong leadership, community and stable school system. Paid for by friends of Bill Clevenger. Hi, this is Dan Martini, letting you know about the first-class service you get with First Mid Insurance Group, providing Central Illinois insurance coverage for over 100 years. We specialize insurance for your business and represent A-rated insurance companies such as West Bend Insurance. We guarantee you superior service, building trust through expertise to help make your business secure. We assess your needs and offer you a variety of insurance products and services. Service, whether it is in response to an insurance claim or just a general question, is the most important value we can offer you. Call us today at 217-877-3344, firstmidinsurance.com. Huff Lumber and Home Specialties, who says you can't have it all. Update your home with beautiful cabinets from Dura Supreme. Our complimentary custom design includes pricing and renderings to keep you in budget. And with a broad selection of woods and colors to choose from, you can have it all. Huff Lumber and Home Specialties, who says you can't have it all. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC orangutans they're beautiful playful and majestic and disappearing every day as many as 20 orangutans vanish they starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food international animal rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan but we can't do it without you please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late that's internationalanimalrescue.org You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. We are back here on a Monday. Hope you're having a great start to your day. We did the daylight savings uh, time thing this weekend, which I still think is a ridiculous thing. I was reading in National Geographic all about how it started and why we're still doing it. 
And although it was great to have some daylight hours, you know, a little later into the night, you know, it means sun coming up later. This hour here, hour there thing, I just, we don't live in an agrarian society. We don't, I, I mean, all the stuff that was, this thing was attached to. Why are we still doing this? Well, I think there are multiple reasons in it. I don't know that any of them are that good, but it's more about the body clock than anything else. Uh, you know, you sleep when it's dark and you're awake when it's light. And that's the argument for it should be light in the morning and should be dark at night. I know. We uh, just forced it to be dark in the morning. Well, <laughs> we just probably, arbitrarily changed the thing to make it darker longer. This, this, well, the days get longer and it'll get lighter in the morning sooner uh, than it is right now. But I don't know if what I just said is an arg- argument for the way it was the but, other day or, or just. I don't know. Or the fact that, that we drove for three hours and it changed and then drove three hours and it changed again on Thursday. All I know is like... Last I mean, the people in Indiana are that different than the people in Illinois to be on a different... I think time-wise, they should we should just go to a 24-hour clock yeah. and and it's it's 13, wherever, whatever. Think about how and, easy that would be about, you know, all of it. And it's not like changing your clocks because nobody has to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. There's the argument that it's better when it's light in the morning for the kids to go to school. Yeah, you might have to change where school starts at seven or eight or nine, depending on where you're at in the, you know, in the in in the rotation. But it, if we're all on the same clock, then we wouldn't have to worry about time zones per se and all that sort of stuff. Well, it all has to do with the days getting shorter and then getting longer. Mm-hmm. That's why they do it. Sure. Well, anyway, uh... my my family was excited last night. That's when they went home after dinner, it was still light out. Right. Um, literally, they, uh, there are bipartisan folks uh, in Washington, D.C. that have introduced a bill to make daylight saving time permanent, known as the Sunshine Protection Act. And there's all kinds of other reasons why we still do this thing. And it makes no sense to me. I, I mean, I know there's got to be, if you're going to have it, there's got to be a line somewhere where there's like an Eastern time and a Central time. But does it seem like Indianapolis is that line? I don't have a clue. It seems weird, yeah. right? Yeah. That is so confusing. When you got to catch a flight out of Indianapolis, you better. I think double and, and triple. Yeah, I do it every time. It there, freaks me there out. There used to be in Indiana, they had three different time zones in one state. Yeah, I don't understand it. Isn't that still the way it is? No, I don't. I think they finally changed that. Okay, but it, it's two time zones now. There's somewhere where you get between Danville and Indianapolis where everything changes over. Anyway, uh, we're here tonight at five o'clock. Uh, uh, saw a, quite an email exchange going on. Yeah, uh, we have more guests than we have time. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, literally. Well, I guess their show's getting popular. People are asking to come on. And I hate to turn anyone down, uh, and I, but I should have on this one. Uh, Mike Claiborne, that's the other thing. When you get Mike Claiborne, you give him all the time that that you can actually get out of him. And so What's he expecting from the Cardinals this year? Good things. I think um I think Cardinals have a pretty solid team. Uh he was talking about who's this player, Nick, uh, that's the unbelievable home run hitter. Oh, the left fielder. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker. I guess they're trying to figure out a place in the lineup for him. Because he's the next pull holds maybe, so that would be. <laughs> I mean, he's got 
He's he's a big, big, I, I get solid guy. Pujols might be a stretch, but yes. Let's hope. I asked him that last week, and he didn't even want to say it, but he said it's what everybody's talking about. All right. uh, so anyway, Michael be on at 505. Jamie Farley from the Decatur Arts Council. It's got an Irish culture event coming up, so we have to have her on this week because St. Patrick's Day is on Friday. And then Jerry Johnston, he and and uh, Jason are going to do a Shakespearean uh, production uh, that's coming up. So he's he's coming on. Then I got to have so you got like every employee of the Arts Council on tonight. Yeah. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. We're, we're going to have to double them up or something. Then I got to have Bryn Hansen on. She's the general manager of Doherty's. We got the big St. Patrick's Day celebration on Friday and so and Saturday for her. And then, <clears throat> full disclosure, my granddaughter, Elizabeth Bennett, is getting the runners-up award in the third and fifth division winner of the Home Is Art Contest that's being sponsored by the State Board of Education. She and her mother, Megan, saw that on NowDecator.com. Uh, they applied for it. She submitted her drawing and won. It's it's a really impressive piece. It, she really is talented for for being 10 years old. And uh, she was, everybody's just so proud of her. She's getting the award today at 2 o'clock over at the Abraham Lincoln Museum a big award ceremony for the first place and her second place winner. <clears throat> She's coming back here to tell everybody about it. All right. How old is she? 10. 10. Uh, Nick, I, I don't know. Did I share the, the artwork with you? I don't think I did. I haven't seen it. Uh, it was sent to me by Megan. Uh, uh, she sent me a text with an actual the picture. The thing is, mm-hmm. home is. And you draw a picture of what is home to you. She drew a picture of her and her little sister standing in front of the her, their house, holding hands, and it's just the cutest thing. She's so thoughtful. She she includes her little sister as this is what home is to me. All right, I sent it to you, Nick, so you can check it out. As the the artist and and the art teacher uh, in residence here, uh, I thought what for a ten year old was pretty good stuff. Oh yeah, that's really cool. I like that. I do. Very good use of colors. And you can see the uh, original lines that she used that came back over. Yeah, that's pretty. See, you're looking at things I never thought yeah. of. I looked down and go, wow, she did that. Yeah, it's beautiful. But you're looking at the colors and the lines. Yeah, yeah it's good. Well, good thanks. use of color. I love it. Congratulations. Anyway, we'll, we'll get them all on. All right. Fun stuff. Tonight yeah. at 5 o'clock. wonder what's going on after 6. I wonder if I could squeeze 5 minutes. Oh, my God. Don't even... I don't even care. Can't say that in front of you. I no, you why, why would I care? Because you kind of run the radio station I don't with run the, Kathy. I don't, I don't run anything here. You're vice president. I, you know what? That is, that is a title without any meaning whatsoever. I do get permission when I do go over. You do? From? Oh, I'm not going to say I don't want to get him in trouble now. Who's? Well, he's the guy that, Robert. He doesn't care either. <clears throat> I know. He says, go ahead. Uh, he's writing <laughs> White Sox promos. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.